Hi, I am Jen Matthews, and I'm an adoptee. You're listening to Conversations About Adoption, a podcast where I interview and converse with other adoptees and first parents about their stories and other issues around adoption. My goal is to spread the perspectives of other adoptees and first parents so we can challenge the common narratives and misconceptions of adoption and hopefully shed light on the social justice issues pertaining to adoption, as well as the issues adoptees and first parents face on a regular basis. So what you're going to be listening to next is a conversation with my friend Joey Ashbridge. This is the very first episode that I made when I initially got the idea to make a podcast. Um, At the time, I was commuting a lot and listening to podcasts every day. And I got the idea, I was like, I wonder if there's any adoption podcasts out there. So of course, there were lots of them, but they were all for adoptive parents and adoptive parents' perspectives. Things like how to fundraise, how to adopt a baby, things about behavior and all that kind of stuff. I said, Where, where's the material for adopted people to talk about what they feel and their experience? And that's how Conversations About Adoption was born. And I initially, you know, reached out for adoptees and that wanted to share their story. And Joey reached back. Um, He had just gone through creating a documentary about his experience as an Ohio adoptee getting access to his original birth certificate and made a film to document that process. So this very first episode is really raw. The editing is, eh. I did my best. I really had no idea what I was doing. Um, But I hope that you'll enjoy this. And please remember dates and things like that that are mentioned in here are, you know, way long gone. I believe this was done sometime in 2016. Um, So I hope you like it. And uh, Joey and I will hopefully record an update episode in the coming weeks. Hi, Jen. Hello. I'm going to have certain questions I'm going to ask, but mostly I just want it to be like kind of an organic flowing conversation yeah. in this case between two adoptees. The, like what I really wanted to know from the beginning is I have, I have followed you a little bit. I knew you're making the documentary, but you know how it is when you're following different people online, it, the stories all kind of meld because they're all similar and different. And I really don't remember how uh-huh. yours started. So were you adopted at birth? Yeah. Um, I was adopted at birth. Uh, I, actually was in the hospital for I, I believe three days um or I was adopted at three days old I guess uh, is what it was I mean uh, of course three days old I don't remember any of that so um I I know that I know now that it took a year for the adoption to actually finalize which which really um amazed me but I was in the home I was in my mom and dad's home uh you know the whole time so, you know, they, they adopted me as a baby and, you know, or as a newborn. And then, uh, but yeah, I didn't find out I was adopted until I was four. So, you know, and, 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 and actually in, in adoption terms, that's very early. Um, you know, not now. Now with open, in open adoption, people learn, you know, they, they know from the time they can remember anything. But yeah. for me, it was when I was four. 
Were you a private or at an agency? Mine was straight through the, the hospital or through an agency. And my mom and dad did not know my biological mom or vice versa. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely through an agency. I don't know the agency's name, though. I, I think it's on my paperwork somewhere. I was in the hospital for a week. And then my adoptive mom actually got to see me the very first day, but they weren't allowed to take me home for a week. And I knew it was kind of the situation where I had always known, but when I was in kindergarten, it's not like anybody came out and told me, they just didn't make a secret of it. And when I was in kindergarten, my mom was worried about kids saying something. So she, quote unquote, like reminded me and I didn't take it very well. <laughs> I was like six and I just, I took it as straight up rejection. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, the same happened with me. Uh, well, a little different. My mom didn't get a chance to tell me. They, they wanted to wait until I was older. And uh, I was playing with a friend of mine, well, two friends of mine, Sean and Angie. And Angie made up this game called I've Got a Secret. And, hmm. you know, you all have to say a secret. And, uh, mine was really stupid. Sean's was really stupid. Angie's was a doozy. Yeah. You know, that I was adopted. And, and I just, you know, me being a smart ass, I, I just kind of looked at him and was like, yeah, I knew that. And, you know, went home. Like, you know, I, just, I was like, yeah, I knew that. And then went home and I was like, mom, was I adopted? And, you know, her jaw hit the floor and looked at my dad. And my dad just, you know, he didn't know what to say. And, you know, she, you know, to, to her credit, I mean, she's always ever told the truth to me, and, and she told the truth to me that time. She said, yes, you are, and, and I went in and cried my eyes out. I mean, it, 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 you know, it's one of those deals where you, you, you know, that that's, you know, you, you feel like everybody lied to you. I mean, mm -hmm. even at four, yeah. even at four years old, you know that it's like, wow, you people have lied to me all my life, you know. And of course, at four, you think my life was so, so long then. And then you also feel that rejection. And it's, uh, yeah. it's but uh, thankfully at four years old, you know, you know, I still had my mom there and, and she talked me down and, you know, kind of reminded me that, that I was wanted. And, and, you know, it, you still never get it out of your head, but I mean, you, you deal with it better when you, when you learn early. I yeah. Think. Were you told the uh, special lucky and chosen, the three words? Yeah, in, in a way, in a way, in my mom's own way. But unlike a lot of adoptees, I'm not bitter about that. Right. Because my mom actually did explain to me why they adopted me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just, oh, we, we chose you. Mm -hmm. um, she explained to me that for medical reasons, she couldn't have a baby. Mm -hmm. and But she did want one. And she said, for whatever reason your mom could not keep you. And we wanted a baby so bad that, that we went and adopted. And, and that made a lot more sense than, Oh, you're chosen or you're special or da da da. And, and I get that. I mean, I understand where some adoptees get, they feel a little bitter about that. Yeah. Um, but again, giving my mom all the credit in the world, she sat down and, and really explained to me, why it came about that they needed to adopt me and i mean honest i i had to when you know i can't i, I don't want to give away too much of the film <laughs> but uh i did i always want to thank my biological mother for giving my mom the chance to have a, a baby i mean if you would ever met my parents they're gone now 
Mm. You would have met my parents. They were such loving people. Yeah. And, and they needed it. They needed a child. They needed, they needed to pass on that, that honesty, that love, um, everything onto someone. And they did. And did I, you have I, any siblings? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I did not. No. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> the funniest thing actually was before I found out I was adopted, I was hell on wheels, and I mean, I went through my mom's drawers, and I mean, I, you know, I looked through every part of that house, and just, you know, I, I was, I was bad. I was a bad kid, <laughs> and uh, so I went through my mom's dresser, and I found uh, it was Doctor Spock's book on how to raise a child. And I read a, and by the way, I was, I, I could read at a very young age, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about adult levels. And I read a little bit of Dr. Spock's book, and I was like, yeah, this is kind of crap. So I threw it off the side. And then I found another book, and it was How to Raise an Adopted Child. And I'm like, huh, oh. that's interesting. And then I I found a, a little, like, a, a child's book. I still have it somewhere. It was, you know, like a, to tell a kid that he's adopted. Mm-hmm. You know, like a little, little, you know, kid's book. And... You know, me being me, I, I put two and two together, and I ran out with that book, and I go, Mom, are, are you planning on ha- getting me a brother or a sister? Uh... And I'm holding this book in front of me, and her again, her jaw dropped to the floor, and she says, no, honey. And I go, oh, I like a brother and sister, and, and she says, okay, well, we'll think about it. And I think at that point, she realized that, you know, one was enough. One of me, anyway, was enough. <laughs> And, uh, you know, that's, that's where it went. And, but yeah, it was, uh, I, she was, uh, again, honest, honest to a fault. And I, I kind of get that myself, you know, from her, but. I'm sorry to laugh. I just, I can relate. I have a five-year-old son and he is, uh, very precocious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. He's you know? wonderful. And I think he's going to do great things in this world. It's. It's a sign of a curious mind. Mm, that he is. <laughs> Did you have a really good relationship then with your adoptive parents? Did you have any resentment? No. No. Oh, God, no. No, no. Every adoptee has a, a different story. And, of course. You know, I I feel bad for the ones that, that feel any kind of animosity towards their, their adoptive parents. My mom and my adoptive parents are my mom and dad. Yeah, me too. Um, they, they were fantastic. I, I don't think many kids that were biological to their parents had it as good as me. I won the adoption lottery. Such great parents. Granted, you know, you go through your teens, you're an idiot. You know, everybody, everybody says stupid shit to their parents mm-hmm. that they don't mean or or they look back and go wow i was an idiot and i did that too but i never it wasn't about adoption it was about you know you won't let me go here tonight i'm mad because i was going to go see this girl or you know you know i was going to sleep over at such and such's house you know you wouldn't let me out past the streetlights came on or you know what i mean typical adolescent stuff yeah it was the same crap that that all my buddies were going through Mm -hmm. it had nothing to do with adoption Mm -hmm. And, and uh and honestly, I, I, I really, I, I think it was awesome that they did what they did for me. I'm glad that I was able to fill a hole in their lives, you know, that, that if they wouldn't have all had kids, I, I could not, I could not see, they wouldn't have been them. 
Right. You know what I mean? You know, my dad had so much to teach me. My mom had so much to teach me. And who would they, I mean, who would they pass that on to? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's the thing. I mean, I'm going to sound real rednecky right now, but I know <laughs> how to turtle hunt. I know, I mean, I know how to hunt. I know how to fish, you know, skin a buck, run a trout line, the whole nine yards. And, and, and that's because of my dad. Yeah. Um, that's great. My, my mom gave me the honesty that I have. And, and it, sometimes it pisses people off because I'll be honest. Cause my mom always told me, you know what, if you tell a lie, no matter how it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have that because of them. And I can't, I don't regret, I don't regret one day that they were in my life. Getting back to when you found out that you were adopted and through your adolescence, did you think about and wonder about your birth mom or was it something you just kind of put on the back burner and didn't dwell on? How did you handle it mentally? Yes. Yes. I'll answer that question. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, it's not something that you think about daily. I mean, you may think about it a lot for you know a bit of time or you know sometimes life life gets in the way of of things so you don't get to think about this or that you just have to deal with life as it comes um but you know on my birthday every year yeah i mean i I definitely that that was a thought Mm -hmm. um you know i definitely thought about it a lot then and then it would hang, that thought would hang around for a little while. Then I'd get busy and, and you know, it'd go out of my head. And then I'd go to the doctors and have, I'd have to, you know, call the, you know, the medical history. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was always a challenge. I mean, what do you write? Yeah. Because you don't know any of it. And, and it, the, yeah. the great thing is knowing you're adopted when you're four, you can sit there with your mom and go, mom, what do I do here? Mm. And, you know, instead of her going, Oh, well, grandma had this, what, you know, and filling out fake stuff, mom would just like, leave it blank, honey. Okay. And I turn it in. Oh, your, your son forgot to fill or you forgot to fill out this. And then you go, Oh, I'm adopted. Oh, I'm sorry. And then, so after a while you learn to write, Oh, I'm adopted or. Uh, yeah. That's what I would do. I'd write adopted real capital letters, underline it. My my favorite is a friend of mine uh, that I've met since since uh, I started my film was uh, he wrote um, government top secret. You know what I mean? So they, you know, they look at it and go, what the hell is this man? And he go, oh, I'm adopted. My, my records are sealed. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah I, I thought that was great. I was like, man, I wish I, you know, I wish I thought of that years ago. <laughs> I can but, still uh, use that though. Top secret co- government well, sealed. I can't now because my records are open. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and unfor- unfortunately, I did find out my medical history and everything, you know, no man runs in my family. So, you know, that, that's, I, I, I'm going to use it as an excuse now that when it costs too much, I have, uh, you know, Tourette's. When I forget everybody's name, then I have, you know, early onset <laughs> Alzheimer's and, you know, I, I can use it to my advantage. <laughs> Well, that's one way to look at it. When you were a kid, did you have any of that curiosity? Did you try to talk about it or ask questions? And yeah. if you did, did you feel like it was not so much shut down, but minimalized? It would just be, this is what we know, and that's it. Or no, they did, did no. you feel like they didn't want to talk about it? No, no. Well, my dad my, my dad didn't talk about anything serious. I mean, he was... He was uh, he was a very gruff, grumpy guy, 
most of the time. So you, you didn't talk to dad about stuff like that or really anything unless, you know, maybe you had a couple beers in him and he, then he'd get hilarious. Uh, but uh, my mom, my mom was just so open and honest about everything and she would talk about anything. But I mean, the, the conversation did come up about my biological mom several times. And mm-hmm. uh, when I was very young, they did not, they were totally against me trying to find out anything. And, uh, and, you know, and again, this is an ongoing conversation over many years. And I found out later that that was because they were worried that if I found my biological mom, she might come and take me away. Right. And then later, as I got in my teens, which at that point, they were probably really willing for my biological mom to take me away. <laughs> they they decided that, you know, my biological mom was, what she was about, what kind of person she was. And they were afraid I was going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite me being me, they still loved me and kind of wanted to protect me. Yeah, right. Um, and then as my mom and dad's health started to fail a bit, it got to be more, you know, Joey, we support you on this. You know, if that's what you want to do. And they also knew at that point they were stuck with me. They opened up. So, opened yeah. Up I mean, it, yeah, they, they were, they were not going to, they couldn't get rid of me anyway. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like, you know, we, we understand. And, and then we also had a lot of, my mom, especially, we had a lot of talks about, you know, the medical issues um, and, and they were also dealing with medical issues themselves at that point. Mm-hmm. So they, they saw the importance of, oh, wait, maybe we should find out if cancer runs through Joey's family. Yeah. Were your maybe parents... we should find out. Right. Yeah, you that's know? that's true. That's kind of what got me searching is because my dad passed away in 90, um, right before my 19th birthday. And then the following oh, year... His mom, my grandma, um, passed away from leukemia, and I was close with both of them, so I was pretty devastated. And but it did get me thinking, and like, going, okay, Marie knows my sister that there's mm-hmm. cancer in her family now, and I have no clue. Yeah. And that really, that's what really got the ball rolling for me to start searching and wanting to know because I had just experienced that, and I'm like, well, I'd kind of like to know what's down the road for me, possibly, you know. Yeah, I, I I was in my early twenties when my my mom my my, my parents were older uh, yeah. as far as like you know standards of whatever mm-hmm. um and and my mom had health issues um as far back as I, I probably maybe fifth or sixth grade for me and uh you know it was it wasn't all that bad you know it was just here and there whatever and then when I got in my twenties. Um, she, she developed emphysema, mm-hmm. um, and I ended up actually, I moved away for a while and I ended up coming back and, and she said, you know, it's something that you, if this is something you want to do, you know, you need to do this because you don't know what's ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I, I, of course I was like, oh, don't worry about it, mom. Da, 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 da. And, you know, when she did finally pass. I, I just that that was one of the times where I was like, man, I got to find this out. You know, I need to know what what dangers lurk, you know, lurk in my DNA. 
And, uh, you know, I did do a DNA test of 23andMe, and uh, they actually do the medical testing now again. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if, if an adoptee wanted to find out if things do run in their family or run in their, their genome, they can. Unfortunately, like I said, I do know. And uh, I'm going to use all of it as an excuse to, you know, not remember people's names. I have Alzheimer's now. And if I cut, I have to rest and, you know. How accurate, just out of curiosity, was the 23andMe with what you actually found out? Um, Fairly accurate, actually. In your adolescence, do you remember giving much thought to your birth father or wondering about him? I did. Yeah. You know, the mother gets most of the attention. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it. Because, I mean, there's... Obviously, there's more of a connection with your mother than right. with your father. Mm-hmm. You know, your father doesn't give birth. And the other thing, too, is, I guess, in an adoptee's mind, you're always thinking, well, if if my mom had to give me up, it's probably because my father screwed her over. Or it was probably because my father wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Because you think, oh, if they were a happy couple, I'd still be with them. Mm-hmm. And you kind of put a lot of the blame on the father, which I've learned, you know, after talking to a lot of adoptees, that that's not always the case. Right. Um, a lot of times the, the dad didn't even know there was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that that really threw my, my head for a loop because I never thought about that. I never thought, oh, my God, what what if the dad never knew? You know what I mean? I mean, he might have wanted to be part of the, the child's if he knew. And it, which may or not, may not be the case. You'll have to watch my film. Yeah. Um, it's it's I I did think about my dad. And I kind of wondered, especially the physical as, aspect of me. Um, I skied over my mom and dad. I'm six foot one. Mm-hmm. I had brown hair. They had dark hair. Bro- they had brown eyes. I had blue eyes. And I often wondered, do I look like my dad or not? Other than that, I was more focused on my mom. And then I thought, okay, if I find my mom, then we'll go for the dad. Right. And I also wondered a lot about siblings. So you were born in Ohio, right? And you still live there now. And was it... I live back here, yeah. When you started doing your searching, records weren't open yet, right? Yeah. Did you do like the online reunion registries and ISSR and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did that back in the 90s when, um, you know, the internet first kind of crept into people's homes. Um, Actually, it wasn't even in in my home at the time. I was dating a girl that had it at her work. We we went on the internet and and did the, you know, the Yahoo adoption registry, all all that stuff. You know, the thing is, do what you can, but, you know, life kind of gets in the way. Right. I mean, you can't, you can't dedicate your whole life to this. Mm-hmm. It just turned out that Ohio announced one day that they were going to open the records. And I, I get the Cleveland stations and uh, it was only on, there was only one story and it was only on one of the four news stations. Wow. And it was brief and it was just lucky that I caught it. They're really not making a big deal of it, I guess. 
Yeah, they didn't. I mean, well, at the time they did. They were like, oh, and by the way, and I was like, it's like holy it was crap. an afterthought, right? I was like, holy crap. Did, did she just say that? I probably heard more about it over here in West Virginia than you did over there. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is when the, the law first passed. This is 2014. And then right before, because they gave the biological moms a year to have their name redacted, right before they opened the records on uh, March 20th of 2015, then the news news channel started going, oh, wait, this this might actually be a story. Mm-hmm. And they started putting it out, and you, you know, uh, when I was down to uh, when I was down in Columbus to get my uh, request my records, I actually got interviewed uh, for NPR. There was actually news coverage there, and and you know not as much as you would think, but there was, and and not as as not as much as needed to be. Um, and honestly, the other night I was at a bar having a drink with my girlfriend, and ran into you know some people I knew. And a girl there was adopted and had no clue that the law had changed at all. You know, I mean, this is this has gone on for, you know, what, since 2014. Wow. And she had no clue. She had no clue that she could get her original birth certificate. Now, did they open it for just adoptees or did they open up like adoption records so that birth mothers can go and look? Because I'm not uh, familiar. They they did, um, and, and I'm not really super familiar with that end of the law. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that there is like a, it's almost like a registry type thing, or they they can put their name out there in case the kid's looking. I don't think they can contact the kid directly. Okay, so it's not um, like for adoptees where they can get their original birth certificate and the name's right there. No, it's it's not. And I think I, I you know, I don't think it's right, but I also don't think it's wrong. I'm I'm kind of like on the fence on that one mm-hmm. because if a biological mom comes into a kid's life and he never knew he was adopted, mm-hmm. that just wrecks someone's family. You know. But at the same token, I also think the adopted kid has the right to know. I mean, so I'm on the fence. I'm like, I can see one side. I can see the other. I will always kind of lean towards the truth. Right. And and the truth is maybe someone should contact like a third party, a mediator, and go, hey, by the way, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? That's Um, how it's done in PA. Um as an adoptee, that's what I had to do. I wrote a letter to Orphan's Court. They appointed me an intermediary, and she's allowed to go into a small room with my records, a legal pad, and a pencil, and that's it, and get my information. And then she called me back, gave me my non-ID, and said, okay, do you want me to do the search? And I was like, uh, sure, you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, That's why she, I called you, lady. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently there's a few different people at the time that could have done it for you. And some were all about helping the adoptees and others were all about keeping the record sealed and didn't really want to help you. And I had help and was told who to ask for. And it was quick. Yeah. It, you know, I, I've actually heard some horror stories. Uh, mm-hmm. 
the uh, you, you really won't believe some of the stuff that I've heard, and 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 I and I from the people that it came from, I I, I honestly believe every word of it, and uh, and this includes not not people that are in the the adoption triad. This is of a social worker. She told me that people would call there and not her. But one of the girls that she worked with would just straight lie to adoptees. Oh, my God. Like, give them, like, false information just to, not to screw with them, but to, to lead them off the true path. That's horrifying. I, I was like, I, I went, I, and I, you know, this is such a really nice person. And, and I've known her for the longest time. And she's, she really is. But I looked at her and I go, how could you allow her to do that? Do you realize how many people's lives she probably ruined? And she really didn't have an answer for me. And, and I, I, I mean, I, I honestly have to say I lost a lot of respect. I, I mean, the, can't even I, like I'm just sitting here thinking about this and remembering how every single tidbit of information I got about myself because I knew nothing for 30 years. I latched on to like it was like, you know, air to breathe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can only imagine being fed some untrue Bullshit. stuff. Oh, that would just be uh, horrible. My Tourette's is kicking in. It's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, you know, when it comes down to it, I mean, it's like, you know, you're, 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 you're not ID info, especially. It tells you almost next to nothing, mm-hmm. but it's, it's it's so much more than you had the day before. Yeah, you cling to you it. Yeah, yep. it, it's like, oh my god, my mom was a waitress. I've seen a waitress before. <laughs> you know, yeah, I dated it's waitresses. Like oh my god, it's it's I, like that. I have, I have something in common with my mom. <laughs> I've sat at a table and been waited on. You it's know, exactly it, like that. It really is like we. It's weird. I think we become obsessed without realizing it. And then when we get these little smatterings of information, it's like, you know, you start trying to relate to it, you know? And and the the sad thing is, this is like the, you know, the the information you get is so, you know, so nothing, but you, you make such a big deal of it because it's something you didn't have before. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I joke about it and, you know, whatever, but, you know, in the end, it is, it, man, it's something you didn't have before. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing knowing how old she was when, when she gave you up. Now you can go, oh, my God, she was a young kid. Or, oh, my God, she was in her, you know, in her 20s. Right. You know, but what was her with her? She didn't have her shit together. You know, I mean, like, now you can, you know, you can make assumptions based on some fact that you have. And it might be able to fill in the gaps. I mean... Because before that, you have nothing. I mean, you really, I mean, so this is, this is weird. So, again, this is, this is an adoptee with way too much time in his hands that's way too educated and with a great imagination. Um, Charles Manson was born in Cincinnati. Charles Manson was of um, age to procreate around the time I was born. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's horrible. 
I was like, oh my god, I might be really part of the Manson family. Oh, that's a terrible thought. You know, um, but then also, you know, you go, okay, this is also 1969, you know, um, this is, you know, hippies, maybe my mom was a hippie, you know, um, yeah, there's so much, I mean, there's so many things, and then, you know, you think, oh, maybe my mom was married and had an affair. Right. Oh, yeah, your mind yeah. wanders. You want, it wanders. Oh. And it's crazy because that wandering can almost drive you nuts. Like, I remember one time at the mall, I saw some girl that I thought looked like me through a plate glass window, and I never stopped thinking about her, you know, because all I had for 30 years of my life was my mother was 16, my father was 17, and they were from the North Hills, and that mall was in the North Hills area of Pittsburgh. So, like, that's where I went. Oh, my God, it's my sister, you know, just because – I thought she looked like me. And, like, we just latch on to that stuff. It's weird, isn't it? Well, when you have a void, <laughs> your mind wants to fill it. Yeah. So, you you know, whatever information you can fill, I mean, you're just like, okay. And it's, it's almost like, you know, you have this huge equation. and But you have an unknown that you never, you can't, you can never actually know it. And yeah. so you know what, what it, you know, what. Where you came from? Again, I you know the name of my film was Who Am I? Yeah. I you know who am I? I yeah. don't know. And and you know, if you watch the film, you might find out if I know or not. Anyway, um, and by the way, when it comes to brothers and sisters, I don't know if you've ever done this. I, I'm fairly certain you have. Um, when when a normal person gets sold. Hey, you look such, you know, like so much like so and so. They go, oh, cool. We go, really? What's his name? Where, where, where is he from? Can you get a hold of him right now? Because you go, wow, that might be my brother or that might be my sister. Okay, wait. I don't know if everybody knows this. I didn't put it on the Facebook page, but uh-huh. now that this has come up, I've got to tell you this. Um, my mother had a son. She got pregnant again before she was even done with high school. Okay. And um, she got married to the, I'm just going to say, quote unquote, father, because I don't believe he is. That's another long story. Okay. Um, my birth mother passed away when he was only six years old and his dad's, quote unquote, uh, parents were raising him grandparents and they did a lot for him and he was expelled from his high school and his grandparents paid tuition for him to go to another high school which the day that I spoke to my grandmother for the very first time I found out was my high school oh no oh yes way that's crazy and he wasn't in my grade because, um, you know, he was younger than me. But I had been held back in kindergarten. And then in 12th grade, when my dad was sick, I pretty much didn't care. And I missed like 42 days of school because I insisted on being at the doctors for everything. And so I ended up having to repeat 12th. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. I thought I lost you. All right. I thought I lost you. 
gosh, yeah. I ended up having to repeat 12th grade, so I was there more. And um, this kid, uh, I, I was one of those people who had, like, a kick me sign, and I got bullied a lot. And this kid, who I had no classes with and did not know, decided that he was going to bully me. And I ended up having to walk through this certain part of school every day to go to my next class. And he would be hanging out there. And he would start walking behind me and calling me names, knocking my book back off, all that kind of stuff, right? His name was Tom Seaman. And it's really funny because that was my brother. And That's crazy. The craziest thing is, okay, you know how our minds as, as adoptees latch on to whenever somebody says something about, like you were just talking about that sibling thing. I had a friend that I had made that year, um, so she knew me, but, you know, she didn't know me that well, didn't know about my family or anything. And we had run into each other in the hallway. And she says to me, she goes, oh, I just saw your brother up the other, the other way. And I was like, what do you mean, my brother? I'm like, I don't have a brother. And she goes, oh, Tommy Seaman's not your brother? And I'm like, no, I hate that guy. No, he's not my brother. <laughs> so that moment in time, that like 30-second exchange flew back into my forefront of my memory when my grandmother said my brother's name for the first time to me. And I was wow. just like – I mean, that was the biggest mind bender out of pretty much all of my story, I think. Nice. I mean, you know, and it's it's kind of like weird because like brothers and sisters always like you know pick on each other anyway. I know I had so, so many people tell me like, oh, it was sibling rivalry, but you didn't know it and things like that, and I'm like, oh. But if I'd have known it, like I know now, I would have kicked his ass because he's such a little punk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope he never hears this. Did you find any uh, any siblings? You know, I made a film called Who Am I that would tell you just that. It is premiering April 15th in Maslin, Ohio at 7 p.m. And tickets are only $7 at the door. No spoilers, and huh? Will, and they will be serving beer, wine, and mixed drinks that night. So, come on, bring a friend. <laughs> no, so we were talking about siblings. Yes, yes. So, and, uh, yeah. One of, one of my biggest fears, mm-hmm. biggest fears, and uh, this is no joke, so I, I always had a fear that I would end up dating my sister. Um, and and it, I mean, because the thing is, I mean, you're adopted. You don't know if you have any siblings. I completely I understand. Felt, I always felt that I had a sibling out there. Mm-hmm. I always felt that she might be female. Hmm. I mean, it's 50-50 chance anyway. Yeah. I, I just assumed, because I was born in Maslin, mm-hmm. that my mom was from here. And... Somewhere out there, there was probably some girl either a year or two older or younger than me that, or, you know, even more, that was related to me. Mm-hmm. And, he, and it doesn't even have to be sister. It could be first cousin. Mm-hmm. I kind of tended to not date anyone that looked like me. 
it, and it, I mean, it really screwed up a lot of relationships for me. Honestly, <laughs> I think only an adoptee would understand, you know, like, you know, you start to like a girl and go, Hey, so, uh, were you adopted? <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, you throw that out there because if they go, yeah, you go, oh, maybe we should think about this for a second because you know, we don't have three headed babies or anything like that. You know, it's like, you know, it's something you do have to like think about. Yep, yep. That's why records should be open. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because well, I mean, I've heard about it a lot actually in the past of brothers and sisters dating, and the thing is. That nature versus nurture, there's a lot of times you have so many things in common mm-hmm. with your biological sibling, even if you grew up way apart from each other, it, it can be that common thing that gets you together. And yeah. the next thing you know, you know, you've got three out of kids. Right. You know, I mean, it's, but yeah, I mean, I was... I, I was very leery of dating any girl with brown hair and blue eyes, tall and skinny. So yeah. It, it it didn't happen. You saying that is actually making me reflect on my life, and it's very interesting because um, before Jeff, my life was like a series of infatuations with people that I knew I couldn't have, and it's almost like I was stopping myself subconsciously from being able to have a relationship and then i met jeff like three months after i found my birth family there you you go you know what i mean it's weird but i wonder now thinking about this if i had some sort of a protective wall up because i was worried about that i i know i did i mean i know i did i I had there was a couple things i mean i had um again i grew up in a family where where honesty was Honesty was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. You could screw up all you wanted, but if you lied about it, that's when you really screwed up. Right. And so I was like that all my life, and then I met a girl, and she lied to me, and I couldn't, I couldn't ever be be with her again, and and it it really crushed me. Mm-hmm. It was my first real love, you know, you know, all sad and sappy. Um, but the thing was, is, you know, from then on, I felt like I, I just couldn't trust women, you know, and I, I hate to say it. I mean, it, it, the, the adoption thing played a big factor in it. I mean, I was rejected by my body. You know, this is what I felt. I felt I was rejected by my biological mom, lied to by my adopted mom for four years. And then my first true love that, you know. I was with lied to me yet again. And it, <laughs> it, you know, it, it turned me into a slut basically for a lot of years. Wow. Yeah. It, know, can, I, it can have a bad effect on you, like mentally, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I, I don't know whether, whether or not it didn't ruin my life. Um, you know, I would have had a, a different life, blah, 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 whatever. But my life is my life. Mm-hmm. I can't blame this. I can't blame that. You know, I got to where I am. I feel like I'm a good person. I, I'm not going to play the blame game. Let's put it that way. Right. You did have an outcome. 
I did. And I, you I did. have filled some of that void? Um, or more of the void? I'll put it that way. How can I, how can I not ruin the film for, for your listeners? Because I'd love to, I'd love to see them come to the film. Um, I will say that my ending was better than most. And if you watch the film, you will, you will definitely laugh because I'm an idiot <laughs> and cry because I, it's emotional. Um, the emotion are, it's, it's both happy and sad, but, uh, it's a roller coaster. Laugh. It is. It really is. Um, you know, not just the film, but you know, my life for about a year was was real crazy man i i i it, it was it was dramatic enough to make a film about i guess i can completely understand because i, I, don't, I don't think most people would realize um you know how how zero to 60 your life can get <laughs> You know what I mean? You're we, not we kidding. It's just, it's like, wow, man, you know, and, and I got to thank, I mean, Betsy Norris, um, Senator Burke, Senator Beagle. I mean, there, there, there's the people that open that got these records open in Ohio are, are the man. They're, they're amazing. And, uh, if it wasn't for them, none of us would have had the chance here in Ohio. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's I, I I owe them a debt of gratitude. Um, of course, I'm taking them out to dinner and well, I'm I'm feeding them and and you know giving tickets to the film. Um, I owe them a whole lot more than that, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it's the least I can do, I guess. I've been talking to Joey Ashbridge, and he has a documentary he has created about his adventure through this realm of being an adoptee and um when is it going to premiere again joey it will be april 15th one night only at the lions lincoln theater in maslin ohio 7 p.m tickets are seven dollars at the door and the lions lincoln theater will be serving beer wine and mixed drinks that night okay i really appreciate you um talking to me this was a i feel a great conversation I, I do. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. So, I, I, and I look forward I, to meeting I, you at your premiere. <laughs> anytime. I, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to meet you there as well. Um, You know, anytime I get a chance to get the word out that Ohio has open records, I, I do. And anytime I get a chance to encourage other states to open their records, I do. And, you know, as far as, you know, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Matter of fact, any of the states that still have closed records, I mean, the, the lawmakers really need to get on it and 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 see what good it's doing. You know, I don't see it happening. I think it's going to be a fight state by state. And uh, uh, Ohio is one of the first domino. Or, you know, it was the 11 states open records. Right. So, you know, it was in the, you know, it was right there at the top. Let's keep those dominoes falling and let's, let's get you know, nationwide. Let's let's get everybody to, to see their truth. Right. Exactly. That's what needs to happen. We got to get them open, and uh, 
you know, get more reunions happening or at least get people the information that they need that hopefully they can start to heal and move on with their lives and not be stuck with always wondering. Exactly. And, and you know, God forbid they get their, their medical history and find out that everything runs through their family. So, yeah. But, you know, and, and Jen, I want to thank you for, for having me on. And, uh, you know, it's all of your listeners out there. You know, it's, 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 uh, hopefully these, this is the first of many, many great podcasts and I'll be listening every week. I hope so. I don't know if it's going to be weekly. I'll do what I can though. <laughs> it's hard with working, <laughs> working in a five-year-old and all that. I don't know, but I will try to get him out as often as I can. So I think the five-year-old, if, if you don't have a podcast that week, mm-hmm. I think you should just interview the five-year-old. Oh, that would God. be probably very entertaining. Shannon, hmm? and my girlfriend Shannon in the background, who cut quite often tonight, forgot there was a podcast going on. I uh, I have to hand it to her because she she has pushed this film so hard. She tells everybody she sees about her boyfriend Joey and his film, and you know he's adopted. And you know anybody that's adopted? And uh, she's awesome. Well, I'm going to let you go now. I really do appreciate this. And um, thank you, Shannon. It was nice uh, hearing you laugh in the background. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was nice talking to you. Yeah, it was nice talking to you, too. And um, you guys have a great night. Hey, thanks, Shannon.